Hi, my name is Dr. Patricia Morogami. Welcome to your next best self. I know you might be wondering, who's this Dr. Patricia Morogami? Well, I'm a leadership catalyst, a leadership coach, an educator on matters to do with life, leadership, love, and legacy. And I hope that as you start to listen in and practice some of the leadership insights we'll be sharing here, you'll begin to see your next best self. Welcome back to your next best self podcast with me, Dr. Patricia Murugami. I want to thank each and every one of you. Last week, we were looking at some of the statistics and seeing how far globally that this podcast has been listened to across Africa and beyond to over 20 countries. We have had the benefit of getting your feedback and hearing what it is that is riveting and inspiring for you. And so thank you for being our encouragers. Thank you for subscribing on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. And more importantly, I want to single out people who have had the intellectual generosity to share this podcast. Our previous guest, Bidanya, has shared this podcast to have 42,000 followers and counting, as well as other friends within our various circles. And so, you keep us going. And my commitment to you is for you to every week receive an inspiring, authentic leadership story spoken in her own words. And today, whose words will we be hearing? We have the joy and honor of hosting Eva Moriah, who actually does not require an introduction. But from where I was brought up, I was told you never ask someone to introduce themselves because it means you don't want to honor them much. And so today, I want to honor her by introducing Eva Moriah, who will be sharing with us her breakthrough the crisis leadership experience. Eva is a founder and chief executive officer of BSD Group, a regional award-winning brand strategy and communications company. She's actually a serial entrepreneur with over 20 years industry experience in brand communications, having managed the brand development, refresh and launch programs for local, regional and global companies. Eva's expertise is in brand positioning and alignment, brand sustainability, capital markets communications, crisis communications, and don't we need that this year? Media relations strategy, stakeholder management, corporate and product PR and entrepreneurship. She has been recognized both nationally and internationally for her business innovation and leadership through various awards and prestigious appointments. Currently, she's the chair of the Kenya Private Sector Alliance, KEPSA, Gender and Youth Sector Board. She's also co-founder and former chairperson of the Kenya Association of Women Business Owners, CALBO, where I remember recently I had the honor humbled to speak to the ladies who are running businesses across the country to inspire them on how to build resilience. And thank you, Eva, for that opportunity. Eva also chairs the Zawadi Africa Education Fund, an organization that provides mentorship, leadership development, and scholarship opportunities to academically gifted girls from disadvantaged backgrounds in select African countries to pursue higher education in the United States of America, Canada, and other leading African universities. As you know by now, I am an avid learner, 
and Eva and I are in the same club of learners. So Eva is an alumnus of the Columbia Business School Entrepreneurship Excellence Center and the Harvard Business School SEPA program. She also holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Journalism and Marketing from the United States International University, USIU in Nairobi. She's also a diploma in Advanced Business Management, the Advanced Management Program, Executive Education from ESE Business School, University of Navarra, jointly run and held with Strathmore Business School. She's also a recent graduate of the Global Stanford Seed Entrepreneurship Program. And even more recently, she's joined the Women in Business Mentorship Program that I belong to. And that was such an act of humility. Eva, welcome to your next Best Self podcast. Thank you very, very much, um, Dr. Patricia Murugami. And what a delight and an honor to be on this platform sharing a conversation with you, which I am truly looking forward to. You know, when you said that we could have this conversation today, I thought to myself, what better time such as this? Eva, who are you in your own words? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, In this season, you know, you wake up (laughs) asking yourself, who really am I? Because, Um, It's been a journey of humility, hasn't it? Just um, living through this disruptive crisis. But I suppose there are those attributes that remain with us notwithstanding. So I am a mother, and proudly so, a mother of um, young adult daughters. I am an entrepreneur. As you have um, delightfully introduced me, I have been an entrepreneur running my own businesses. It will be 20 years next year, so I can't wait to celebrate that. So a community of different businesses that I have had the privilege of uh, founding and um, managing and growing, learning through the motions of enterprise. I am an advocate. I promote to the utmost possible um, level women's economic empowerment. I am a champion for children and persons living with disability, having embraced that um, over my life and uh, raising a daughter who is differently abled. And so that's really me and I love Kenya. I'm a citizen who loves my country and dreams, big dreams and big visions on behalf of my country. Perhaps the list continues, but for now, maybe that's really who I would define myself as in this conversation. That is such an apt description. And Eva, you have taught us, I have had the honor of knowing you since my days in Deloitte, you know, 20 years ago. How about that? Yeah. And when I listen to you introducing yourself and, you know, weaving all aspects of your life so richly in your introduction, I am excited to see the kind of conversation and where you'll be going beyond the season. Thank you so much, Patricia. And true, we've known each other since your early days in the career. And I want for our audience to know that Patricia was a critical part of thinking through my very first enterprise in 2001, 2002, developing a corporate strategy (laughs) for my brand and um, brand merchandise business. And and boy, did we really dream big dreams, many of which we realized in the nine years that I managed that part of business. So Color Creations, Patricia, you birthed it with me. 
And for that, I remain um, eternally indebted to you. You're most welcome. You know, when when I listen to you saying that, and I remember my consulting days um, at Deloitte with an amazing team there and the kind of work we did, because the kind of work we did was very much influenced by the business owner. And Eva, you were always open to learning, to growing, to trying. You are open to failing fast, failing forward, learning the lessons and growing further. No wonder you're where you are today. So thank you for honoring me also. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. You're very kind. So Eva, 2020 began. I know you had many aspirations and possibilities, but I want us to take a trip down memory lane. What motivated you to start BSD? Well, um, BSD, what's exciting is that um, we are 10 years old now. We're celebrating. We begin a whole um, celebration in the next week or so. But BSD was not my first business. I had run, like I uh, mentioned earlier, a, a business called Color Creations um, for about nine years. And that was very operational, producing merchandise, branded merchandise of very high quality that the market really took to very well. And then I realized that I wasn't really cut out for an operational role. I needed to employ my mind, my heart, my energies, my creative um, um, skill into a conceptual and strategic and thinking level of engagement. And that really was the motivation, coupled with the fact that it was very clear to me that for us to grow successful enterprises in our region and in our continent, we needed a African entrepreneurs to gain a better appreciation and understanding of the intrinsic role that brand building, strategic brand innovation, strategic brand communication and management plays in business. That indeed your business must be articulated through a very well thought through brand. And I realized that many businesses on this side of the world didn't really understand that brand and business were inseparable, two sides of the same coin. So that was very animating to me. And I I thought, here's a great opportunity. I've built a successful business and run it for nine years. And I am, by all um, intents and purposes, a brand strategist and a communication specialist. How about creating a, a convergence that brings about this reality? And so that was my motivation in 2010, thinking through it, building the tools, dreaming the dream. And here we are, Patricia, having worked with some amazing professionals, amazing men and women who have carried the vision forward and delivered some very successful work in this market over time. Congratulations, BSD at 10. What a journey. I'm sure every time as you went through the motions, developed the next strategy, you always said, one day, one day we'll celebrate 10 years and then maybe 20 and who knows beyond that. You have no idea how much, you know, how how kids always say, you know, I'm I'm nearly eight when they just turned seven. I am nearly nine. So that's been our journey. I've been talking about BSD at 10 for three years. Oh, wow. So um, (laughs) such a big deal to be 10 years old, trust me. Uh, But 10 years 
with a hundred years of experience, just based on the amazing team that we have here, the associates that we work with, um, 10, right? But with a hundred years of experience. I love that. I love that. And I like the fact that you started the BSD journey by telling us about the other businesses, color creations and the experience you've had. And I especially love the fact that you are very keen on elevating the quality of businesses across this continent. There's nothing more noble than that. And we can hear it even in the way you're drawing from different experiences, personally and professionally, differently able daughter, the way she's inspired you, your other daughter, how she's your reverse mentor. I have had a bit of a front row, so I can see how all this pulled together to get you to where you are now, Eva. Thank you. Thank you. And all that is is true. I mean, um, just a blink of an eye, there were little girls, you know, were having a good laugh with my daughter and um, having a laugh recently where she says, I can't believe you're 10 years old, mom, because just the other day I felt like, you know, we were competing for the, the dining table. You know, I'm trying to have my tea. I'm trying to do my homework and you're busy there with your laptops and and, and drafts and things. And here you are 10 years old, mommy. So they really have walked the journey with me. And today they are speaking into the business and telling me things that have strengthened and improved and better refined our tools of engagement. So I really owe them a big thank you, even as we turn 10. That's incredible. You know, it is such a privilege, even if at the time it didn't feel like for your children to see you birth a business, roll up your sleeves, start it, work at it, see you at the high point and the low point. You have no idea what kind of MBA you've given them. You know, the real MBA that you see in the in the trenches as someone is starting off a business. No wonder they're speaking into the business. It's really a testimony of them having seen you work at it and them also beginning to see how they can leverage and strengthen it. So well done, Eva. Thank you. Thank you. And so 2020 began, and I know you had great hopes. I mean, you're waiting to be 10 for three years. I can only imagine the kind of plans you had. And being a brand strategist and communication expert, you must have had quite a bit of possibilities and opportunities you're already beginning to leverage and work on. But unfortunately, the year began and with it came this crisis. What has this crisis meant to you, Eva, and BSD? Yeah, you're right, uh, Patricia. Um, you know, truth be told, things have been extremely tough for um, entrepreneurs in this country, in this economy over the last say, three years. So when 2020 was heralding, we all said, look, um, we've got a new decade that we can dream our dreams. We can re reignite the vision of the respective businesses. And then, of course, um, you know, the pandemic hit. I don't know whether it's because we have been cognizant of the fact that we are turning 10, but for me personally and for my team, we've used this year as a year to reflect, to draw from our learnings over the last 10 years and say, what are we taking into the future as we move forward? The pandemic, without a doubt, created a stop. Stop, listen, think, and then perhaps engage. So that's been our curve. And would it be so crazy for me to say somehow I kind of thank the pandemic for holding us back to rethink 
to understand the things that are important, to understand perhaps the things that will be better persuasions for our clients. So what has this year meant for us, Patricia? It's meant that we needed to go back to the drawing board and ask what drives relevance, new relevance for our clients. Why should our clients care that we are here and have quote unquote survived the pandemic? So we've been retooling, we've been reformatting, we've been including new thinking in the way that we will employ solutions for our clients. We have also understood that there's a whole other thing that the entire world has embraced, which is we need brands to be a lot more humane. Now, if they haven't been that before, can we be the agency or the business partner that is hand-holding these brands to get to that place of a sense of care for their extended stakeholder communities, for their internal communities, for the thing that is their promise and their mission. So that's really the kind of time this year has been. And I find that it's incredible that it coincides with a big milestone like turning 10. So we've mined a good crisis. We're feeling a lot better about the future. We're feeling a lot more confident about the opportunities that can emerge even through a crisis. And this would be our plea to everybody that there will be something, a silver lining that can be found notwithstanding the disruption that this pandemic has certainly been to most if not all business in this country and around the world. I really appreciate the spin you've brought to it because I have seen 2020 as a year of blessings, some painful, but whatever the case, many blessings for us to stop. I think the speed at which we were living our lives did not allow us to reflect. And because we say at Breakthrough that experience is not the best teacher. Experience reflected upon is the best teacher. But many times there was no time to reflect, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. And maybe I can chime in a little more there and say that uh, yes, what the pandemic has also taught us as a business, um, the, the principle of um, versatility, that it is possible to develop skills around adaptability, that you can adapt and that you can rethink and that you don't need to be a structured rod in a certain direction that you can pause and rethink it. So something about this season that we continue through has gotten BSD to, as part of the reformatting, understand that we needn't necessarily have been built to last, which is probably the socialization in business and the indoctrination that we have practiced in the last 10 years, but that now it's about how quickly are we going to adapt to a changing world, to a world that is reeling from the reality of this pandemic. So that ability to be agile and to adapt quickly and to be responsive in a way that is relevant to our clients, that's really going to be a powerful way for us to move forward. You know, in that, we are really kindred spirits. I remember us um, beginning to reinvent ourselves and 
And the benefit is accessing a different market who probably would never have accessed some of the work we were doing. And one of the things we talked about is your ability to adapt with agility. So you really, we're really spot on in terms of how we are seeing this. Absolutely. Even you have had a, a, um, a significant role as um, a chair of um, uh, on the KEPSA board with respect to gender and youth. How has your experience been during this year in terms of um, being a trailblazer, being an encourager, giving them guidance, trying to reshape KEPSA uh, from a private sector perspective and its members with respect to the gender and youth agenda? Yeah, that's a lovely question. I mean... Who had any script when this pandemic visited? Who had a reference book? Where was the blueprint to manage the fury of this pandemic, which first visited on us as a public health pandemic and quickly renavigated into a social and economic um, pandemic? So what I'm owning up to is that when this thing visited on us, I, like everyone else, had, you know, it was all blank. But what I thank God for is that um, perhaps because in many seasons of my life, crisis has not been altogether unfamiliar. I think for me personally, I was quick to understand that this indeed was crisis and that we needed to move from shock and fear to a sense of getting practical and asking ourselves, so then what do we need to do first to save life and secondly, to save or rebound or protect or insulate business. So thankfully that mindset set in and amongst the KEPSA community, that was the infiltration from a lot of the leadership. So I wasn't a lone ranger. Others, other colleagues, other peers were thinking similarly. And I suppose these are um, important um, attributes and ingredients of, of leadership. So listening was very important. Rallying enterprises and business associations that represent enterprises on our sector board was also very important. Having clarity in messaging was very important. What is that? message, those messages that will keep us focused on the agenda. And then around the practical things, who are the partners we can mobilize? Who are the friends we can speak to? Um, so that there is a sense in which we can rebound from the scare or from the disruption that had, had suffered business. And then how do we collate a common voice so that we are speaking to a government that also didn't have a blueprint. How do we use the experience of understanding entrepreneurship, especially through the lens of um, gender? How do we collate that experience, you know, align it to our present reality and then advise at a policy formulation um, construct? So very quickly, those things happened. Lots of meetings in the initial days, um, lots of um, engagement with like-minded um, colleagues, uh, coalition amongst us at KEPSA. Um, and so constant communication that was clear. You leave out all the fuzzy stuff 
and just deal with, with the reality. So I think that's what I would say in terms of how did we and how do we continue to. Reality check, being honest, candid, truthful, true to the reality, and just embracing it with a, from a point of courage and a point of we will get through this, we will get through this. I think really that's what I would say to that question. That's such a profound response and such a genuine one because you're right, there was no blueprint, there was no precedence, there was no case law, there was nothing. Everyone just had to start from where they were and how you started and how you navigated that space has had a dramatic effect together with the other leaders you've worked with at KEPSA. You know, there's someone who's listening to this podcast and is in South Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, Uganda, Tanzania, Rwanda, and they're thinking about starting a business. And you're a seasoned entrepreneur. And in, in addition to them wanting to start a business, in their family, they have a son or a daughter who's differently abled and who is so gifted and has brought such blessings to their home. And they're wondering how do I start this business and at the same time give that differently abled son or daughter an opportunity to thrive and to grow? What wisdom would you like to share with that person, Eva? Wow, that is such a big question, Patricia. <laughs> um, well, the first thing is um, acknowledging the fact that uh, it is never easy to receive the news that you have a child who is differently abled, will live life from a place of limitation. Because we always want um, to um, receive a child who, um, by all intents and purposes, is quote unquote normal. But you know, God is a master designer and he creates us and knits us um, so that we reflect his genius and his sense of um, creativity and mastery because he can use differently abled persons and has to just actualize his purpose. So that's, that's, that's important for me to put out there. The first thing is to accept and accept because there is something beautiful irrespective of the circumstance. There is a joy, there is, a, there is something that is delightful about that. Once we accept it, then we can move into a sense of innovation and trying to see how can we make this situation work best. So if you're thinking entrepreneurially, you have got some amazing energy, some ideas, but you're like, oh, shall I get into business? Shall I? It's important for us to be practical. I think that's the third thing. Be practical and uh, weigh out what the opportunity is that you want to consider um, against what could threaten that opportunity. But think about the beauty of your opportunity in terms of the strengths that um, reside in that opportunity and um, be very, very aware of uh, what limits that opportunity. I know that there's a big debate on whether we are all entrepreneurs, um, are they created, are they made? Um, I, I want to say to you, Patricia, that the jury is still out on that one, but 
there are those amongst us who have a higher appetite, like myself, I suppose, to risk take. Um, but whatever risk you take, let it be considered risk. Rally yourself um, amongst people who will speak truth to power, you being the power of the idea, and people who will rally you to actualize what they know you have the potential to, to realize. So absolutely, nothing limits us from engaging in profitable enterprise or socially impacting enterprise. This continent of ours, our region in East Africa, doesn't have enough entrepreneurs yet because the more entrepreneurs we can generate that are responding to the gaps that exist in society, the more likely we will be progressing um, our nation's economy to the next level. So feel confident as entrepreneurs to dream your dream and choose to actualize it. But those who may have the additional responsibility of caring and raising children who are differently abled, embrace that too. It can be done, has been done, is delightful to do because there is always a beautiful thing to draw from that experience that can be employed in different life situations for the benefit of others beyond yourself. So maybe that's, you know, in a very long-winded way, my way of responding to that, that very, very big question that you have just asked me, Patricia. Eva, I just received a virtual hug from me because it's not long-winded. It was very articulate. You have inspired me. And I can think of a number of my friends, family members, relatives, acquaintances and clients who will hang on to every word you just spoke. So thank you for breathing life into them. Well, Patricia, thank you so much. I'm hoping that, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. I, I raised a beautiful girl and uh, she inspires me and, um, and I, would, I would not, I know this sounds a bit selfish, I would not undo much really um, based on her limitation because she's perfect in every way. And because of her, I've remained inspired in entrepreneurship. Because of her, I have remained motivated because of her, I feel um, held to account. You know, she wants to know every evening, how many clients, mommy, did you get? You know, and that pressure, Patricia, wait, wait, wait. It's much more than my board would, <laughs> would extend to me. So, yeah. I can see her. You can just see her. Yeah. I can see her asking you very keen, very keenly listening. How many contracts, mommy, did you sign? And I'm like, okay. I just thought my board situation was like three weeks ago. Um, this board of every day, you know. So I'm trying to say that we must re-engineer our energies to find the positive, to find the opportune, to find the thing that is value adding, to find the thing that just must infuse some sunshine um, because it's the only way. And with entrepreneurs, we just must find funnels of positive energy and funnels of positive engagement and purpose. I think really that's what I am trying to say. Eva, there's nothing as powerful as accountability and consistent accountability. And having that in your family can only be a testimony of what you can do. 
The second thing that I've pulled out, I mean, there are many things, but there's something you started by saying that because of having experienced challenges, this crisis was yet another challenge, but with such an opportunity. So you have taught us that having gone through any challenges in our lives actually helps us build the muscle for resilience. So thank you for that, Eva. Eva, we are getting to we are getting to almost the tail end of our conversation, but you know I love to celebrate, and you know you and I love to celebrate. And imagine that you are hosting your seventieth birthday, seventieth, and um, they say that the seventies are the serene seventies. So we are there, and you're looking back, and you're thinking, goodness, what a life. What a lifetime, you know, and I'm still looking forward to many more years. What advice would you give your older 70-year-old next best self standing from where you are now? Oh, my goodness. You're propelling me into time. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, What would I tell me? I would tell me that um, let's, keep soldiering on and let them remember us for our courage. I would tell my 70 beautiful self, let them remember us for our commitment. So whatever it is that continues to demonstrate commitment, let them remember us for that. So we would practice commitment. I would I would say let's let's continue with enhancing our capability. 70, but you know, like Steve Jobs said, staying foolish, still learning, you know, learning from our younger persons around us, learning from those ahead of us beyond the 70s. So let them remember us for our capability. Let them remember us for our character that there's a consistency, that it doesn't need to change because we are 70. Be authentic, be true to who we have been. And I think that that would be be beautiful. And I think let them remember us for our compassion, that we have carried a lens of compassion for communities, for our nation, for entrepreneurs on the continent. Let us continue to do that because it will have been well worth the manuscript. So for me, non-negotiable, courage, commitment, capability, character, and without a doubt, compassion. Fascinating. Five C's that really make sense and have longevity and have what they call eternal wisdom. I can't imagine you at the 70th. So you know what? God willing, we'll have a chance to have to replay this conversation then. But it's important to say that, of course, I turned 28 this year. Do you think? Uh, I am aware of that. Aware I'm aware of that. Of that. Yeah. So just fill in the blanks on the math. Eh? <laughs> you have many years to wait for 70, right? <laughs> I, I just love the concept. I'll never forget turning, just before turning 28. I think I waited for turning 28 forever. And then the date came. I'm like, okay, okay, what do I do with it? I'm 28 today. So I'm stuck in time. Eh? So fill in the blanks. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll fill in the blanks. The math is not difficult to do. So Eva, one of the things that I know we both enjoy is reading books. And, uh, you know, my intention is to read 100 books this year. 
And uh, a couple of books have really had an impact on me. And I felt that it was important to have this conversation and ask you, based on the titles of these of these books, what that could mean to you. One of the first books I read was Your One Word. Eva, what's your word for 2020? Wow. Okay. One word. Stop. Oh, stop. Tell me about stop. Why stop? Stop. 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 Just stop. Stop it all. And just listen. Um, stop because we needed to. Um, we were everywhere, all over the place. And then again, sadly, nowhere. So stop has been a big one for me. And in its sense of immobilize, when life immobilizes, you are then forced to become a better listener, to become a better thinker. You know, I know they say think on the go, but sometimes you need to be still so that you are thinking. And then in the stopping, you are preparing to engage. So for me, my one big word has been stop because in it, there's been composites of all these other active things that ironically are happening within the word stop. That is so insightful because uh, in fact, this morning I was reading a, one of the recent Harvard articles and they're saying how 2020 must teach us to stop faster. So you're really on point. Yeah, how to stop and to stop faster. So to take the lesson. I love that. Stop faster. Yes, stop faster. But the irony of the fact that when we stop, it, it causes us to engage. Isn't that ironic? That it's when you're immobilized that everything is going on. Absolutely. It's a paradox of sorts, right? It's a paradox. The irony of it has been for me true because everything had to stop. You know, everything. And, and and that's been my truth. But I am so glad that there has been that season of stop. Because who we are today, who I have become today, I think I am absolutely a better version of who I was before stop. I can't agree with you more, even in my own experience, that this year, if we take the lessons positively, we'll become our next best selves. And there's a word you've used there, your truth, which brings me to the second book, Originals. Eva, how do you keep your authentic originality? You're in a creative space. Your clients are constantly clamoring for you to give them some fresh insights, fresh ways of strategizing for their brand and communicating it to cut across the noise and to actually be head and shoulders above the rest. As a leader, how do you keep your authentic originality? I love simplicity. Patricia, you've known me for a long time. I, I just love to keep it simple. And I find that um, in simplicity, you are able to, to really um, say much, do much, um, secure much, achieve much. In simplicity, you are able to maintain candor. So I love truth. I love honesty. And it has defended who I am over time. So simple, honest, truthful has just been fundamental 
in employing who I am. I will tell you. I will tell my staff truthfully where we are at. I will tell my banker truthfully where I'm at. I will tell my creditor truthfully where I'm at. And keeping it simple, don't complicate it, just keep it as simple as possible. So I found that that helps us be who we were when they found us in the morning, in the afternoons, we're still the same person. Three months ago, three months into the future, that authenticity is protected, it's insulated by simplicity because then in there is candor, in there is truthfulness, in there is genuineness, and I, I just love it. That's wonderful, and that, that has been my experience of you. Finally, 5 a.m. club. So he talks about how waking up at 5 a.m. or thereabout and safeguarding your first hour has tremendous impact on the way you live the rest of your day. I don't know that you wake up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., I don't know. But my question to you is, what do you do daily? What's your daily morning routine that helps you become your next best self? Oh, lovely question. You know, I people always ask me, Eva, how, how, how do you get through everything? You know, what I have learned is a very powerful secret of life is to maintain a disposition of thankfulness. So the very first thing I do when I open my eyes and I can feel my feet, I am thankful. And that moves me into probably 40, 45 minutes of meditation that is especially about thank you. I always want to find that thing I can say thank you. Thank you for the roof over my head. Thank you that I have beautiful children and thank you that I have one client, two clients, and just a, a gratitude of being able to open my eyes and a gratitude of being able to meditate on scripture that is affirming me in one way or another. So that's my first hour, unhurried, not going nowhere. By the time I will step out to go and take my walk, I have enjoyed at least a 40 minutes of just being incredibly grateful because the Lord is teaching me, has taught me to learn to number my days. So yes, especially this year, I am so grateful to wake up and my eyes can open and my feet, I can feel them. So gratitude is my first thing of engagement when I wake up in the morning. This is such a powerful, powerful way for us to close our conversation, to have a disposition of thankfulness, to look at what you have, accept it, innovate, embrace it with courage, with compassion, with character, with commitment, with conviction, and with compassion. Eva, seasoned entrepreneur, board member, leader, champion for those who may be voiceless, mother, friend, mentor, reverse mentor. It's been such an honor having this conversation with you. I'm especially more excited because your daughters will have a chance to listen to you telling me this story. And so many other people, your clients, your friends, people you've studied with. And my prayer out of this breakthrough your next best self podcast is that your business bsd will grow even beyond your wildest dreams and the impact you will have is intergenerational multi-generational 
Thank you so much, Patricia. What a beautiful prayer on behalf of my team, who I suppose will also get to listen to this conversation. Thank you so much for the opportunity to use your powerful platform. We want to bless you too, that your work and all the places that you go and take this amazing principle of amazing leadership, that that would come back to you many times over. So thank you for inviting us and keep going, Patricia. We love what you're doing to amplify our cause. Thank you again for inviting me and my very best wishes. You are so welcome, Eva, and may you continue being your next best self.